hi just a note before this episode that the sound quality is not great in this one because we may have accidentally recorded the wrong mic input so i'm sorry that it sounds a little bit shitty but i hope you enjoy it anyway and just also wanted to let you know that we will be doing some more episodes before season two as a a kind of look back on the series so look out for those two enjoy Hello and welcome to another episode of Brolly Buddies, the podcast in which we talk about the Netflix adaptation of The Umbrella Academy, episode by episode, with me, Mia, and me, Josh. And today we're talking about the finale, episode 10. The last podcast ever, podcasts have been cancelled. I got a message from Mr iTunes. Yes, Mr iTunes, they said Steve you iTunes. To, Steve iTunes. Oh, no. Tim iTunes. Tim iTunes. Tim iTunes messaged me and said, you need to finish the Umbrella Academy podcast i really love it i'm like why what do you mean the body buddies one i'm like oh sick like you need to do it quick because we're actually cancelling podcasts mad (laughs) what was the reason he gave for uh, cancelling podcasts josh he said that radio the mr radio had rang them up and said that it was a copyright infringement it was a copyright infringement he said what's this thing you've called a podcast and like what it's it's like sound and you can listen to it anywhere. They're like, you mean like radio? And they're like, uh. And then Tim rang me up. Shit. Wow, can't let Tim down. <laughs> so, anyway, today we're talking about episode 10, the finale, also known as the white violin. The white violin. White violin. And yeah, that means it's going to be our last podcast for a while. And well, all because they've been cancelled. Oh yeah, sorry. But if you're listening, worry. Tim, podcast man. If you could just uncancel them, please. <laughs> by the time the next season starts, that'd be great. But also, shall we do the synopsis? Let's do the synopsis. Shall I read it? Please do. As a lifetime. This is a new voice, and I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I'm afraid this is the only voice that was available today. Right. As a lifetime of secrets and resentment bring the Umbrella Academy crashing down. The Hargreaves siblings realise the worst is still to come. Dun, dun, dun. Feelings on the synopsis? Oh, yeah, it's fine. Pretty solid. I mean, look, I, mean, I know... You, I'll give them credit here, right? You cannot give away the twists and turns. No, you can't, you can't give away any of them twists and turns. Um, not that there was many twists and turns. Yeah, I guess not. This is the point where we kind of know everything now, and it's just... Well, do we? No, not really. But we'll get into it. They introduced other things, didn't they? They did introduce other things. What were you? What were your thoughts on it? The synopsis. The, the synopsis. The synopsis. I don't know, man. Like they cover like the first. I don't know how many minutes. Like the venue kicking it down. They're basically summarising the first scene. <laughs> the first scene post called up, and I'm I'm not going to criticise this one because if they'd been like. Oh, and Klaus finds finally realizes his power. It would have ruined that reveal. Yeah, they did miss out the key bit here, which is um, Luther realizes his true role as Captain Dickhead. <laughs> because I spent most of my rewatch of this episode just angry at Luther, mm-hmm. just constantly angry. I think this is the most sweary I've been in my notes. I mean, my nerves are pretty sparse. But there's definitely some stuff to pick out of it There's all. definitely important things As to pick always. out. As always. 
Um, and so we shall. Part of me thinks this one might be a smaller episode. Yeah. What do you mean a smaller episode? Part of me thinks this might be a shorter episode. <laughs> but it's a teeny tiny. I would like to do, I think, an episode, uh, a podcast episode 11. Yeah. Which is feelings on. The whole thing. Yeah, because I think I don't want to do like a squash it on the end of this episode. Yeah. I think it would be nice to kind of like, maybe maybe we get a guest on. I think it would be really nice to get a um, a load of theories as well about where it's going to go. Like yeah. what, what this series has been and where will we go in series two. Maybe a Broly Buddies rap party. <laughs> in like a few weeks time. In my head that was rap like... Drop a beat, Josh, and no. I. Yeah, I was like, I was gonna, I was gonna veto it. I'll be honest. Um, but probably, but he's rap with the W party. Yes. Yeah, that'll be um, fun. And that might be a nice little thing. We can maybe try and get some. We can get all the guests we've had on. It'll be you, me, and Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we enter the episode proper? Hold on. Sorry. You have to write the synopsis first, Josh. I was gonna let him go. I'm gonna give it a seven. Then why I whispered it? I mean, I'll give it a seven. Why not? For the sake of for old times' sake. For old times' sake. Mr. Synopsis, I'll give you a seven for old times' sake. Oh, that's sweet. But yeah, I haven't got any criticisms like this. It's not a good synopsis of it, but I I feel like also like they can't say much in the finale. Yeah. You shouldn't say much in the finale. I would happily have just had the the series comes to a close as this. I can imagine like every single TV show they have the. As, as things come to a head, a number of secrets are revealed to the insert character names here. Yeah. There's definitely stuff that they could have included, even if it's just a a kind of nod to it. Just but why they didn't get the 10. Yes. You know, all the, all the uh, Hazel, Hazel Cha-Cha, Five, The Handler. I mean, that's kind of it. But I, I don't know. It's like you say, it's the finale, like... You don't. I don't think you need it. If you're, for one thing, if you're at this point, you are just like, I'm gonna watch. You know, you're gonna watch it. Yeah. You don't want to know too much about what happens in it because it's probably gonna be something big because it's a finale. But though I have to say, I didn't think there were many, super many big things. There was, there was like hints at bigger things for season two, I think. Yeah. Which we'll come on to. I mean, also the other thing was that we'd seen the ending because of the like season two announcement. Oh, yeah. That they did. We were like, oh, we've seen this end scene. I mean, obviously, in context. Netflix, if you could make allowances for the fact that some people have to watch it week by week because they're doing podcasts. Yeah, Netflix, if you could just like do us the courtesy of waiting until we've recorded all our podcast episodes and then you can announce season two, that'd be great. Mr. Netflix, I need to bring you in on the conference call I have with Mr. Uh, podcast. <laughs> and Mr. iTunes. Mr. Mean. iTunes, sorry. Um, and we can all discuss these issues together because I know that you value us as your most listened to podcast in the world. In the world ever. Ever. Even bigger than Serial. I actually had Serial ring me up the other day and say, How can we replicate your success? And I said, Sorry, Serial. You haven't got the, the chops. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Sorry, so. Sarah. <laughs> I actually love Sarah Koenig. After you listened to Serial, I was like obsessed with her for a while. So, the title of this episode. The White Violin, something we alluded to the last time. Um, I mean, I say alluded to, I'm pretty sure we were directly like, the next episode is called The White Violin. <laughs> I don't know, I think we were talking about The White Violin in the last episode. We were. 
it's obviously something that's come straight from the comics because that's her that that's like her that's Vanya's like superhero name in the way that all the others are like Space Boy. The well, rumor. is it a superhero name? Uh, superhero, supervillain. Super but it's a bit. I guess it does make sense at the end. Yeah. But it's weird. I have I questions think. about that. Mm-hmm. Should we go Let's... to the most interesting bit of this episode? Yeah. Oh god, it's so interesting the opening. So we kick off with this uh, flashback of uh, Reginald Hargreaves. Or Reggie. Reggie, as I will now call him. Um, and we have the little title card saying long ago, which I love. I love, you know, a good specific time frame. It's really helpful. <laughs> so what do you think is going on here? I have no idea. Well, from the comics, you know that Hargreaves is an alien. Whether they carry that through, separate thing, but in the comics starts with him being like and he was an alien you see him like take his face well you don't see him take his face you see the face on like hung up over a chair or something i don't know is it like this is your like you know like i don't know if you know like superman where they all fly off they all fly off from um krypton because it's, it's dying or whatever it's that type of vibe you know like this is the end of the world we're all gonna have to flee Mm. They, they had their, like, alien Elon Musk do SpaceX and all the rich people can flee. Yeah. And all the working class are left to die. Or also the sick and dying people. I mean, I don't know. So, like, presumably this is this is Reggie's wife, right, who appears to be unwell. Some would say perhaps on her deathbed. Mm-hmm. And there is some kind of plan for him to leave. And she asks him to take the violin with him, which she apparently... Used to play. Maybe. It's hers, I don't know. Well, yeah, because he was like, he was like, oh, I didn't think you'd be up to playing. And he's got all dressed up for it and stuff. I have a question about that. Mm. Why is kind of futuristic, right? Like yeah. He's dressed like an Edwardian. That's the other thing I was going to say as well, because it says, like, we have this thing, it's long ago, but it all has very, very futury vibes, which is why we think maybe he's another planet, no? Yeah. Um... But yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's maybe that's just how they dress on that that place. It's just the fashion. You can't question the fashion. Maybe it's like a retro thing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's like oh, it's like some like romantic thing they had. Yeah, um, there's some lights out the window, right? Yeah, something like a jar. Yeah. What is this weird jar of light? I think it's the source of power for all the forty odd children. Hmm. Forty-three. Forty-three. That's it. I don't. And I have no reason to think that, but it just feels like the kind of thing like they let it go, and then that's like that's why he go, that's why he's so quick to go and get them. Mm. I see. I see. I see. That kind of yeah, yeah. I could believe that. I like the mystical music in all of this as well. It adds to it. Like also because before, but until that point, it's still it's been a bit weird, but it's still kind of normal. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's a weird jar of little dancing lights, and he's releasing them, and they're flying out into this crazy world where there's like rockets flying off into the air, and like. I don't know, some kind of weird, like, pods with legs over maybe a crop fit? I mean, I don't know. I don't see. I didn't pay, I didn't pay enough attention to what was actually happening outside, I think. Oh, I did. On my second watching, definitely. Because I was like, what's going on here? Was it a little bit like War of the Worlds? Well, you maybe. know, it's like, you know, War of the Worlds is the whole thing where it's quite a futuristic but very old-fashioned at the same time. And then the tripods and stuff. Yeah, steampunky. Oh, which I love. Um... It goes back to our first episode when we were talking about bumper shoots. Exactly. Um. <laughs> and then it cuts to the 
doesn't say exactly when, but I'm going to say the early 1900s. It is 1928, I believe. Oh, how did you know? The little immigration card he gets stamped oh. has got 1928 on it, which is interesting. Environmental um, storytelling. Did you also notice that he was departing from Pier 7? <gasps> number 7! Yeah. 7 again! Arriving um, at number 7. Wasn't he coming off? Oh, I'm an idiot. Was he coming off the boat at that point? Yeah. I thought that was him getting onto the boat to go. No, because that was why they had all the, the Russians and the Irish. Yeah. It's them all arriving into America. That makes so much more sense, because I was like, why are they all different No, they're all arriving. No, the point is, it's like, it's them arriving into America. I'm dumb. But I want to point out, he looks, how old would you say he is at this point? 30s, 40s? Let's be generous 40s. and say 30s. Okay, late 30s. Which would mean that by the time we get to 2018? 19. Is that actually in 2019? Yeah, yeah. Okay. In that case, he's what, 119 years old? Something like that, yeah. What's going on there? He's, he's old. But, I don't know. Is he immortal? And was it that, you know... When he killed himself. Was that like, in reality, he could have kept going for a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's hard to say. I want to really quickly go back to something that um, lady in the bed said, though. Yeah. Where she was, you know, telling him he needs to leave. She said, the world needs you, Reggie, now go. Is this, one, is this why he's so determined to save the world? Two, does she mean our world, like Earth? Or are they on some alien planet? Is that what, like, what, what's, what world is she referring to? I don't know, I was thinking to? that. Maybe she just means the world. The world, like the, the civilization. Civilization, I don't know. Mm. Where do the people from that planet? No man. I think this is season two. Yeah. I think season two is going to explore that and jumping ahead slightly, the changes to the commission. Yeah. That's my season two prediction. Obviously, there's going to be other things. But I feel like that's going to be the, the you know the driving force for this one was the commission trying to stop the apocalypse. The apocalypse is going to happen. Why is it going to happen? Yeah. Can I say something very quickly as I think now about the episode as a whole? You know, what I think it was missing for me. Mm. And I say this. I think it was missing Creepy Leonard. Oh my god. Yeah. I think it was partially, I think it's, so far it's been like, Leonard's been like this creepy villain in the background, but this one felt a little bit like, the end of the world, it was a bit too broad. I don't, I also, yeah, I mean, because it's also shifted who the villain is. Mm. And the other, well, the other ones obviously were Hazel and Cha-Cha, and all of yeah. their statuses have kind of changed there. But I think what was really good about Leonard was, it's like um, David Tennant's character in Jessica Jones. Yeah. It's that like, the like very real day to day villainousness, yeah, yeah. It is that, which yeah. is what's really powerful and effective and makes him so. It definitely works better on TV as well because you can't like the, the like the Avengers does the end of the world, you know, stopping mm. the super big thing, and that works on movies. But actually, it's the long drawn out day to day villainy that actually works better on television. I think. Yeah. On that note, we need to watch Jessica Jones. Oh my god, yeah, season two. And three! Oh, there's a third! Sick! I don't know if it's out yet, it's coming out soon. That's really the exciting. The only one that got a third, apart from Daredevil. Oh, why did... whatever. Um. <laughs> Daredevil. Luther? Daredevil? Luther? <laughs> Diego? What um, are the main issues with superhero TV shows on Netflix? I would say it is that the all... Men. The men. <laughs> like, what, what, what in the end ruins a TV show? It's that the, like, patriarchal male figure like, I'm so tortured! Mm. Like, I don't care! But they're also kind of like, but I'm also always right. Yeah, I'm like, uh, oh, I've got no... Oh, like. Go home. The, I think the other things to just 
come out of this are this is what like he has not previously we haven't seen him with his monocle he pops his monocle on when he arrives outside this umbrella shop um do we do the, does the monocle do anything in the tv show uh, we haven't seen it do anything yet the monocle does do something in the comics we'll keep it stum, maybe because spoilies yeah okay <laughs> so he pops his monocle on and we see this umbrella shop and here's a little easter egg again it's you know the little for sale sign jay king yeah that is um a reference to jeff king who's one of the exec producers of the show oh that's fun right i was wondering i was wondering whether it was joking yeah no that's what i think that's what we thought when we saw it at first we were like ah yeah but yeah this is a really nice set as well i really like it i I have to say, my favourite thing about this TV show has been the set design. The set design has been beautiful. It made me actually really sad in the in the next bit with the Academy. So I was like, this is such a gorgeous set. And it's like, oh, it's all going. I mean, I, I don't think it's actually all going, but... No, no, they literally got... <laughs> they literally got... Um, they got someone with superpowers. They got someone with superpowers to destroy it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so he walks in, he opens up the umbrella to the camera, and we get the title, and I really like that one. It's like another uh, one of the I, very like natural ones, you know. Yes, I was gonna say I like the way that like, the words spread across type thing. Yeah, it was cool. So then we cut to today, and it's really dark and ominous, and we open with Fanya. What do you think the power's done to her eyes? Man, I don't know. It's weird. I love it, but like. Because I don't know why she changes necessarily in the comics, but in this, it's like the power's done it to her. Yeah. But if you follow Creeper Leonard's thing that she converts sound into other energy or something, that doesn't explain her eyeball. Oh, I was going to say I wonder if it's at all related to the rumour power, but that's that's a totally different thing. That just like blanks out their eyes, doesn't it? Yeah. They kind of go blue. Makes them go blind looking. Yeah. And then there's this bit where she's in the lift. Yeah. Where, she, where she's like the past versions of herself. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, is that like her trauma being made of corporeal like yeah. the power like it's literally like the the, the is making that trauma because it's so so much of it appears to be triggered and uh, kind of like the white violin is almost like a separate personality that is being caused by the trauma yeah like the power's cut off from her it's almost like it's developed its own personality which i think Vanya, whenever she has got her white eyes and she is the white violin quotation marks she doesn't actually speak ever so it's almost like it's a different person because the only time that she, that, um, she actually speaks in this episode is this bit well, is when she's bit, talking but... to Pogo and her eyes are normal and then the moment her eyes go back to being like this crazy eye colour thing she stops speaking. Was one of my issues with this, sh- with this episode was that barring the handler and to a lesser degree Cha-Cha she doesn't like speak that much all the women are silenced. The two main female characters are silenced does, quite literally. Does this episode slash even this show Pass the Bechdel test. I don't know. On the top level. I I almost feel like this show is a feminist statement about the fact that the men keep fucking shit up. I genuinely really feel that way. I think like I I think there is not any way to see it as otherwise because like you don't watch it and think, Oh yeah, well done Luther, well done boys. You think, What the fuck are you doing, you idiots? Like listen to the gals, they know what they're doing. Anyway. I don't know. On this thing of the trauma, yeah. she walks around looking in all the rooms, it's her reliving these moments where she was like ostracised by her like family. And then destroying it. And then destroying it. It was Klaus and Ben, Jago mm-hmm. on his own, then uh, Alison and Luther. Yeah. 
I did enjoy that she's like a little eye roll at Luther and Allison. I missed that. She like rolls her eyes at it like, ugh, then walks and blows it up. That's so good. She is very, like, just cold and purposeful with all of this. Apart from the, when we get to the, um, like, the family photo bit. And she looks so sad. But before that, we have the uh, Diego Klaus Ben moment where they're looking for Grace. Mm. Was that before? No, it's in between. Well, right? yeah, it's in between. In fact, no, it's straight after she does the eye roll at Luther and Allison. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so they both get sort of knocked out. They're on the floor. Ceiling's going to fall in. My issue with this bit, apart from anything else, is they were definitely like both lying next to each other and were both going to get hit by that ceiling. I'm not sure how Klaus moved. Ben moved in. But I don't. I think Ben just moved Diego. No, it looks like that from above. But then you, when it cuts to seeing Ben, he's definitely holding both their arms. Ah, okay. Like the same thing. It does look weird. It looks like he's not got hold of Klaus at all. Yeah. But then it cuts to Ben's got both their arms. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was cool, right? Yes. Here we are seeing the power again that Klaus has got. But I have to question: Was Klaus able to really use this power because he was nearly out cold? Klaus wasn't. Klaus was, was pretty much out cold. He was like on the floor, like ah. No, he wasn't. Klaus was like Diego, Diego. He was just yeah, he wasn't to... unconscious. I mean, it was like <laughs> he wasn't like fully compass mentis. Yeah, I guess it's like I don't know because I think later on, I feel like it's like a subconscious. Yeah. He, this is the thing that he wants. He needs to make it happen. He doesn't know how to make it happen, but like his power is yeah. just like. At the moment, it's like that. He hasn't got full control yeah. yet, right? And Ben True. would have would would have was Ben there already, or did he? Like... I don't know. I feel like he's always knocking about him. Yeah, true. After that, the one that I mentioned before, we have the scene where Vanya comes to like the I don't know, like living room or just something, one of their many rooms, and um, they're having a family photo, and like young Vanya's like, "Dad, you forgot me," and he's just like, "I did not," and it's the look on. Today, Vanya's face. I think that's like the only time really that we sort of see emo like her being emotional as the white violin. When Alison comes in at the end, she smiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, which is a great moment. Did you have any thoughts about that flashback moment? Oh, no, I don't know, man. It's when you, it's, it's really hard with Hargreaves because you get those moments like that, but then you almost get the moments where it's like he's clearly smiling and like. He's left left a bit with the violin later on. Yeah. It looks like he's done it on purpose and he actually does care about them. There's lots of times where he shows he does actually care about them, but it's like he doesn't know how to do it. Or is it on purpose? Like, is this that he doesn't know how to be a father that he's doing at this time? Or is it nearer to, like, he can't let her be part of the group because then she won't. That might break the thing that Alison did to her and then she might use her powers. And yeah. It. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. But she destroys it anyway. And then Pogo stops her. He talks to her like a parent. And, and she immediately flicks off. Yeah. But it does not work long term, does it? It doesn't work long term. I she... say full credit to the like to people in the CGI and ungodly because this was the most emotional bit in the entire um, episode. Mm. Potentially the show. Mm, it was very, very good. It's the moment when... Okay question though so while they're having this conversation and like she just wants to find out whether or not Pogo was also kind of in on this and knew about it but you know there's the bit where Luther's taking Alison upstairs 
he kind of like nods at Pogo. Is that like a cool? We're good. We're out. Or I is it? Know. What's his, what's that nod for? Luther being a dick. That's what that is. He's not saying I'm a dick at that. And Pogo's like, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it as a nod though. Yeah. What did you see? It as? I don't know. So I'm looking down. It was like, uh, we have to get out of here. There was definite like nodding movement. I don't know. Just Luther being like, yeah, doing my job as Luther, isn't it? Luther after he almost apologised to Pogo earlier on. Got no time for him. No. No time for Luther. Who's the real villain of this of this series? Luther. <laughs> I'm a leader. Ooh. Walks around just like, be like, oh, oh, I've got a monkey body and my daddy didn't love me enough. Oh, yeah. You, all your family have, mum. You're the only one who seems to make things worse all the time. <laughs> Like, your brother's like a drug addict and he does less harm than you do. But is it because he was kind of given the power to make things work, like, you know? I've no idea. Just does my nut. <laughs> does my proper nut. Your your proper nut. Your real one. Not no, your pretend proper, proper does my nut. Do you think Pogo knows that she's going to fuck him yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I was just in the Pogo's like, he's an old monkey. He ain't got long left. <laughs> he's real sad. Yeah. But he's straight up like, he's probably thinking like, about three years tops. Mm, what a way to die. Oh man, it's brutal. That's horrible. It also... I was thinking though. What? Clothes were sick. When you saw him in full thing, it's a dapper outfit. Yeah, he looks so smart. Do you think he has... Is, is it, does he wear the same thing all the time? Does he dress like a human does and have a wardrobe full of clothes? He has a wardrobe. Love it. For certain, he has a wardrobe. He... This really is, yeah. This is really unfair. It's just, it's just really not fair. Poor Pogo. You the whole thing. I mean, he's complicit with it, man. But, but it's like we've said before. Like, how much was he able to? You know, like, what choices did he have? Yeah. I mean, this actually is a big theme in particularly this episode, isn't it? The choices, series, but yeah, choice. All oh, it's choice. Basic themes of Umbrella Academy are if you're traumatised, get some therapy. <laughs> don't, don't. We've all got choices we can make, but it's hard to understand other people's choices without actually knowing like what they had, what their choices actually were compared to what they looked like. Yeah. So it looked like Pogba had one choice, maybe he didn't, and so on. Yeah. And it's that, isn't it, man? It's about communication, which goes back to the therapy thing. The whole thing is about communication. It is. Yeah, I liked how as soon as Pogo was like, yes, I knew, Fanya just immediately switches back, goes like full, like white, white face, crazy scary And eyes. she doesn't speak ever again. Doesn't speak again. And puts Pogo up on the wall like an animal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on the, on the deer antlers or whatever, stag. I was wondering how to do this because in the comics it's way more visceral. Yeah, it is. Would you like to describe it? Um, and she like shoots in with her fingers or something. Or she plays a note on a violin, I can't remember which. But she basically explodes his head. Yeah, his brains go everywhere. Yeah. It's not nice. It's unpleasant. Um, but a quicker death than being impaled. Oh, man, he just peeled himself off. He's like, I'm free. And then the house came down off of him. That mum. The mum's dead. But I, I... Okay, I found the pogo scene really, really sad. But I also found the grace scene, like, incredibly sad. Partly because it's like the like you know we they've made so much of the bond between Diego and Grace, mm. and then it's that they weren't able to get her out. They see her up there and they're like, "Get out!" She can't do anything. She's not like 
whether she's able to or not, like she's not doing anything to save herself. She's just there and she's just like Goodbye. blows them a kiss. Yeah. And it's I don't know. I just, yeah, that whole thing. That was cool. very very moving to me. And then Vanya just walks out of this crumbling building. Cool as a cucumber. She doesn't care, man. She's just... she's, she's exercising her demons. Yeah. She's so badass. Like, you know, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but... She's quite literally destroying her childhood trauma. Yeah. It'd be great if we could all do that. Not that we all have childhood traumas, but, no. you know. And then as she walks out, did you notice that it, like, pans up and we see above the academy... The moon. I didn't. The full moon. They keep, like, <laughs> the moon does keep sort of appearing throughout this episode. So on second watch, I was like, oh, yeah, all right, cool. Clever. I'll see ya. I'll see ya, Mooney. So Grace is gone, but also she's a robot lady? Yeah, man, she's down, she's in the cloud. Yeah, it's chill. She's in the cloud. She's down over. Transhuman. <laughs> and um, then they're in the aftermath of the explosion. David's like... And then he gets his stutter back because he's lost his mum. And then whenever Luther walks onto the scene, like being the lead, I was like, and this is my exact note, and again, it's another but why I paused it to write such a long note, but I had to do. Whenever Luther walks onto the scene, quotations being the leader, spouting his quotation truths based on his small view of the world. Nah, bruv, done with you. I'm sick of it. Comes on. No, she killed. She killed Pogo. I saw him myself. <clears throat> oh, get lost, man. Do one. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, but it's just like the way he says it. It's like, no, she's already done this. He's like, he's not showing any remorse. He, one, he shows no signs of being sad about Pogo. Two, he pays no. Like, why has Vanya killed Pogo? What's going on there? He's just like, no, this is the way it is. I've just got no time for him. But the way he presents himself and everything to the world. Yeah. But anyway, they have this chat. Five comes back to like, the apocalypse this... is still happening. I don't understand that. No, this whole thing where it's like, but the newspaper, it's the newspapers same. Newspapers have done the day before, mate. Like, I what, just, do you think this... the newspaper says apocalypse happening? Nah. This bit just like doesn't make sense. They just really like breeze on past it. Yeah. He's like, oh, but it means you're all stupid because I'm clever and I'm an old man in a child's body. But just listen to me. The apocalypse is still happening. Which is true. But However, you chant shit. Like, what do you expect... You change that one thing. So the newspaper, the newspaper didn't have anything about the apocalypse in it. No. Uh, Five also mentions the moon in this bit. What does it? He does, yeah. He's like, oh, but it's all the same. Like, something's here. The moon the is... The full uh, maybe moon. the moon wasn't... It is the moon's still here. So maybe the moon's meant to be gone. I kind of understand that bit a little bit, right? Which is that he's like, the academy's blown up. Yeah. But the city's still here and the moon's still there. So maybe when he, Which... maybe when he got to the future, the moon was gone. And everything's blown up and he assumed it all went at the same time. He's like, this is weird because I assume this was destroyed at the same time as everything else. But but yeah, it's no evidence. There's no evidence for the oh, the world still happening. Luckily, that is the case. But still, his your your evidence is faulty. I also I don't think the moon has anything to do with it because otherwise when Luther's like, I think this is about the moon, he would have been like, oh yeah, there was actually no moon in the uh, future. Oh, God knows, man. There are occasional plot holes. <laughs> Moving on. Hotel, yeah. Hazel, Cha Cha, Handler. When did the Handler order all this Chinese food, please? Good question. I want to know because they have fast delivery times. They do. It's great. Maybe she brought it with her. Maybe she'd ordered it a long time ago and mm. then she brought them. Oh, I've got a real urge for some noodles now. Yeah. Problem, whenever we watch them with, on TV and they're like eating food and when we talk about it, I'm like, I want to eat that food. I want it tea. Yeah. 
I did like she called them one emotionally stunted. I know, I wrote that down. A litter of emotionally stunted siblings. Mm. I really love her in the scene. I think she's great. I think Kate Walsh is great. I think the handler as a character is great. Yeah? Yeah. She's just, like, just sitting there eating her Chinese food. It's, that, it's the same thing when she's, like, talking. She's very not. She's talking to... about these very extreme events, but very normal. Yeah, exactly. Which is always, like, backed up every time you cut to Agnes, like, sitting there gagged, being like, what? The world's going to end. People are dying, huh? But, uh... Why is the commission speaking Yiddish? Yeah, I, I don't I'm very know. uncomfortable with that. I think mm. I said this when we watched it, I feel very comfortable that they have an organisation that controls things secretly in the background and they're speaking Yiddish, which is a language, to, you know, associated with uh, Judaism. felt very uncomfortable with it. Yeah. You searching, why does the commission speak Yiddish? I'm, I want to see, oh, do you know, I mean, I'm, oh, I found a Sun article. Do I want to look at that, though, because I hate the sun? Mm, let's just leave it. Oh, hang on. Metro. Umbrella Academy accused of anti-Semitism over Yiddish-speaking villain. Well, there we go. Yeah. I felt like it's going to one. they had to pick a language that would be like, no one knows this language. It's like, they can be like, you know, of course you don't speak Yiddish. Like an old... Yeah. But at the same time, like, that's insensitive, man. If it was like, if it, if any culture that has been associated by, like, the far right and racists and things like... See, because society is controlling the world. Do not use, like, one of... But, like, if it's just as bad if you said it in Hebrew or anything. Do you know what I mean? You can't use... Latin or something. It's fine. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Use Latin or ancient Greek. Oh, the, the ancient Greeks are really angry about it. Nah, man, they're gone. It's, yeah, it's not something that's, like, in the comic books at all. It's just something they've yeah. added in. And Weird. it's also, like, not a big part of... Like, it's unnecessary. Yeah. Moving on past the potential racism. Yeah. Spanish in a suit. When, you know, when Hazel and Chacha go out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and it cuts a barracuda. I didn't like this music choice. Well, at the beginning of it, anyway. <laughs> it felt too heavy. It felt too like over the top and a little bit like spoofy. Do you know what I mean? Like when you yeah, do... I, I think it was meant to make it look like a bad. I mean, this is what I felt a lot of the times in this episode. Like this, just I felt like the finale was had a few misfires. Yeah, this argument. I watched it back. I was like, yeah, it's a bit like she's like. Like slow motion walking out, it was a bit like I know you're showing she's had a transition and it is a nice contrast to her all the way throughout, but it also ruins it a little bit. That, like, like, why not play like some like violin, like some intense violin music because yeah. she's the white violin, yeah, or even some like cool, <laughs> some cool electro violin. <laughs> but I did write she does look great in that suit, that was certainly not a misfire. I love it, I love it, I love it. I want one, Fine. I want it forever, okay. She looks great. We'll get you one. Thank you. And then, I mean, I know they did it to show off her power, but like the bit where she like destroys her car, I was a bit like, it's cool because he calls her a bitch and stuff. And I'm like, mm. down with her, like teaching people that let them lessons. At the same time, I'm like, I was a bit like, oh. I felt like a lot. It felt, it felt a lot for what was like a thing that's never referred to or like, and she just like kills a block. Yeah, but I guess that's the point, isn't it? Because yeah. otherwise it's like, well, she's not, you know, she's just going to her orchestra to play her songs. Which is still kind of how I feel. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, I'm done with that then. So, going back to the others, her, her brothers and sister. Oh why, why do I go to the bowling lanes? I don't know, but I want to point out my... Why have I written... What, why have I, what? Again, this, Luther's caused me to write so many angry notes. I have an angry note on Luther too. Do you want to see well, yours first? I'll read mine out after. Is it the choice one? No. Okay, you do okay. you want to... Shut up, Luther, you mug. Responsibility to dad. Erg. You caused the shit with your refusal to listen and talk. Ha. 
Take that, Luther. Yeah, Luther. Um, but no, it is straight up annoying you, man. Him being like, oh, we've got a responsibility to dad. You've got... Oh, shut up. <laughs> did you just go... Yeah, I did. I took it at him. Because he's doing my nut already. Tut, tut. He's, we're minutes into this, and it's like, like, oh, what are we going to do? Also, I have an issue with one bit in the scene, which always just jarred me when like, he opens up the newspaper and he sees the things like, hey, guys, right here. And they all gather around it. It felt very... It felt like a very kind of like... I don't know, it felt out of tone, almost, like, right here. And then he spreads out, and they all, like, gather around this newspaper. It just felt, like, a little bit, like, amateur, amdram, almost. Mm. Like, this over-the-top, everyone gathering around the newspaper, just, like, oh, no, she's doing a show tonight. And then oh, you turn it around, the hood up, like, spread <laughs> out, and everyone gather around this, like, bowling alley bit. I don't know. That just, that weird, it just felt very really weird, that little moment to me. It didn't feel weird to me, watching it, but I know what you mean, yeah. My uh, angry Luther note was, uh, he's like, oh, we all need to be prepared to stop her in whatever way possible. And they're like, Alison, Alison is like, what the fuck, dude? Except she can't talk, but she says it all with her eyes because she's excellent. But he's like, well, we may not have a choice. Two episodes ago, what is it he said? He said, there's always choice. What are you saying now? Because he's a fail, man. He's a fail. And then this time it's, Lu- it's Diego who's like, no, there's always options. Doesn't matter if we don't know where they are now, but there's always options. And yeah, it just pissed me off. I was also I also wrote, that's not how bowling works, Luther. Yeah, although I did witness <laughs> someone do that at least once. What throw a bowling ball across the Yeah, lanes yeah, and because then... he used a finger holster too small and he swung his arm and he got stuck on his fingers and it didn't pop off until it had hit like four maximum like like at the top full momentum just popped off and landed in the bowling alley next to us, but then the rails up, went down, knocked over the little kid's skittles. Aww. Question. I have many questions. Is that this out? I feel like I'm going to be running my, my end of this podcast today. When messages from, like, the commission appear... Yeah. Are you then always able to hear it? Like, if it's intended for you? Because Klaus, like, it's like... And, like, Klaus and Diego do not respond to that noise in the slightest, they're like, oh, they see five walk off towards what I would, a noise I just heard, and they don't even turn around. Yeah, I, I would don't assume know. that, like, and there's a few times, you know, cause it's kind of weird that it would appear there. Maybe it can only appear if you're the intended recipient. I think that is the case. I think it's some cray cray commission magic. However, I could also see a scenario in which they're all just like, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just, I can imagine, like, clouds would just be like, mm. Something weird, whatever. Slam do his thing. I uh, also in the scene really enjoyed Ben's like. Oh no, is that in this bit? You mean when um, he tells them? Yeah, he tells them about. Um, Gets the credit and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Just Ben's face. I mean, he's he's like, you're really gonna do that again. Yeah. But also that Diego is suddenly like sticks up for him because he's like, oh, he saved my life. You could you could do that all the time. Do you have to save someone's life to get their your respect? Yeah, and to be taken seriously. And then it made me remember all that lovely bonding time they had in the day that wasn't. Yeah, man. So many things in the day that wasn't. So many things would have gone differently. Yeah. As I've said before, it's almost like that is the. If five hadn't come back, that's what would have happened. Things could have actually turned out better. Stupid five. Men, again, am I right? Yeah. Luther reacted horribly to Klaus as well, which is not a surprise, but... Luther's a, Luther's a mess. Yeah. 
So, you know, good on Klaus for revealing his uh, sexual indiscretions in front of Alison. Yeah, good, man. He does di- He does a perfect example of just, like, digging himself deeper and deeper into a hallway. But, yeah, and the look Alison gives him, she just says so much without uttering a single word. I love it. I love her. <laughs> okay, two other things from this, because we're going to bring up Kenny later. Kenny, the little child, like, the woman comes over and she's like, oh, it's my, it's Kenny's birthday party. Poor Kenny. Like, of all the kids they could have they could have chosen to ask, it had to be five, who is horrible. But um, I just really loved the little interaction that um, Klaus and Diego had afterwards, where Diego's like, oh, even if I was going to be with a man, like, it wouldn't be you. And he's like, you'd be lucky to get me. When's that? Did I blank on that? Maybe. That it's when, well, it, yeah, it's when five goes over to get oh, the message. Oh, I blanked on it completely. And they're just, they're just still having, that's what, oh, we're rainbow! I know, it's just, it's just appeared though. It's so beautiful. Sorry, distracted. This is why I shouldn't be facing the windows. But yeah, that's why that's probably why they didn't notice the uh, the message yeah. finish and they were too busy having their little little joke with each other. I like the little fortune cookie twist. Not where? In that it's like not a normal note, it's like in a fortune cookie. Ah, She's yeah. gone rogue. She's gone cowboy. I love it. Well, the commission's changed. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of... What, Hez and Shasha are calling mm-hmm. Vanya and then... I like that she's got, like, mad powers, but she still just goes around in the bus. I know, same. <laughs> but then, yeah, they get the flashback, right? Where they're, everyone's off, and Vanya goes, oh, after your lessons alone, yeah. this evening. And then he's like, I think he's left the violin out on purpose for her. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't think he's been playing it. No, exactly. But yeah, because then when she's speaking to um, Grace... He smiles. Yeah, he does. Vanya says... I'm going to be extraordinary. Mm. And, um, yeah, Grace is like, you put your whole heart into it and you will be. I also thought it's interesting there. Reginald has obviously made her think that she... Reginald? I know, I didn't want to... I was going to say Reggie and then I was like, it's weird for me to say Reggie. I'll use his proper name. Is Reggie the guy in um, Riverdale as well? Oh, yeah, Reggie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hargreaves. Uh, Hargreaves. Hargreaves has made her, has made this thing happen, so she thinks she's ordinary. Here's her being like, I'm going to be extraordinary. Knows that she, her power works through sound and stuff. Is this, what does this say about that? Is it like... Maybe he's hoping that now she's older, she'll be able to control it. I don't know. Again, bit plot holy at times, this episode. Yeah. We're doing the fan thing where you read way too much into stuff. Maybe. That is the point of the podcast. Yeah. She has this flashback when this other girl on the bus is like smiling at her. Do you think this is meant to be significant? Who is this girl? I was like, oh my God, I got carried away with myself. It's, and it's I... because the, uh, for me, you can tell what you've uncovered in your research, but I think it's just that the girl's smiling at the violin. Yeah. I think that's probably what it is. But then I was like, Oh my god, like, maybe it's, like, I don't know. No, I, f- I feel really What did you find? Did you what you found? I haven't found anything. Oh. I was, like, like I got just carried away with myself, like, thinking about it. Oh, no, I think it's just that she sees the girl smile at the violin and she remembers, like, that she, when like, she loves the violin. the violin or whatever. Yeah. Can we talk about Luther and Alison and yeah. the phone booth? Yeah. Like, you know, he's explaining himself and everything. And he's like, oh, I was high and riffs are really cool. It's like, ah, oh, you are a waste. You've done a bad thing, man. Do not start going about raves being cool. Anyway, going to this farm booth. 
She's having to do the phone call for Alison. So it all gets very uncomfortable because like Alison drops the notes, whatever it is. And then he starts like doing like this ad lib where he's confessing his love to Alison, his romantic love, but she thinks it's her mum giving her maternal love down the phone. Oh, that's weird, man, because they're converting romantic love into maternal love. Already weird when you want to bang your sister. <laughs> Succinctly put, um, I agree. It felt really uncomfortable. It also... I was watching it and I was like... Like at the point where she drops her nose. One, maybe just like open the door uh, so you can have a bit more room and bend down and pick them up. But two... Luther, can you not just think about it like without thinking about Alison and be like, oh, this is about her child who is the most important person in the world to her. I'm going to say that. No, no, no. I'm going to just confess my love yeah, to no, Alison. Yeah, no, Luther can't do that. But it is weird. I also, again, just want to say Emmy Rover Lampman is excellent in this scene. She's just brilliant. She does so much with her face and her emotions and I think like completely has all the attention. Yeah. Despite the fact that she does not speak, she doesn't have a voice. Um, but yeah, like I also think it kind of, it's kind of not as weird as it feels like it is. Because I feel like Luth is not like confessing this love in the sense of it being a romantic love. But in the sense of it being like, Alison is the most important person in the world to him. Yeah, true. And it's through that lens. And it's also, like, there's a weird sort of... Because Luther sort of never grew up, and it's it's very sort of childlike or innocent or... Yeah, do you know true. what I mean? Like, it's, it's this love from when they were kids, and it's just... He's just carried that. But they never, like, I don't know if they ever even... Did they ever kiss? I don't know. So I think in that sense, it's sort of not as weird as it feels like it is. And it does do the job, like it does do the job. And yeah. I think like Alison is immensely grateful, grateful for that. It's a weird scene, but a good scene, I think. And it's Hayes and Cheshire in the car, right? Pulling the bus. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, they see um, Bunny get off. So Cheshire takes up a seatbelt. Hayes is like, boom, my time. I don't forgive and forget. <laughs> time for you to get off or something whatever he yeah. says <laughs> but I mean I like that because there's that feeling that maybe like Hazel is going to go back to his old but nah he's, he's changed man Cha-Cha crossed the line she crossed the line and Hazel's not not going to she was going to take away his vegan donut lady yeah he's, he's discovered the joy of birds yeah he has um, be looking for the birds uh, no yeah a big crow just landed on the branch out there in a very evil looking way can you see it? Oh my god! It's huge, massive. I believe that's a, a black-backed crow of the Northern American variety. Great. I was trying to be Hazel when he's doing the thing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was a cool, cool way to go as well, right? What? Just, <laughs> I don't know. It just it was, but like Charles and Hazel do everything with style, you know. True, but she knows how she goes. So. I know it's not how she goes, but like. For him it is, I guess, yeah. Back in this deep bowling alley again. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably one of the best scenes in the episode. Uh, best scenes in the episode. Apparently it feels like a return to that vibe of the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that Luther is not plan here. I like that the fact that he's a shit leader is being brought 
obviously into the uh, view of everyone because what a waste, man. He's like, oh, well, go to this place. Uh, he goes around chatting all the chat and telling him what to kill people and there's no choices left and stuff. But then he's got no plans for any of this. He's got no actual... I thought he was going to do some actual good leadership and like maybe delegate or maybe be like, what do you guys think we should do? Like, let's talk about it and come up with a plan. But he's just like, you're right. We need a plan. But I, I There's no redemption. There's absolutely no redemption for him. Diego, though, like it's good. Like Diego is like, Diego's not fighting him to be leader here. He's just saying, this is what you need to do if you're going to be the leader. This yeah. is what we need, which I thought was really good. Like yeah. Diego's got great redemption. Not that he needs it as much, but... He did a bit, but he's definitely got better. Yeah. But yeah, no, Luther just fucking... But then the, the temps turn up, right? They do. The temps commission. But they're all dressed up in the uh, comic, masks. comic masks. Which which we did see in when we saw the commission building, like hanging up in the briefcase room, yeah. but we hadn't seen used before. The first time they sent assassins back. But it's to just part of the um, the changes. Changes, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but they look good. It's it's good. It's very frightening. Yeah. And it felt it felt more like the comics just because of that like very clear sort of stylistic mm. thing, and the music was it was great. I like how they introduced the music as well, with it like one of them falling backwards or whatever. Yeah, and like all the disco lights come on. And this is possibly my favourite line in the uh, episode, maybe, when class goes, maybe they're here for Kenny's birthday. Oh, you know what? I thought that, and he was actually ruined for me then. My youth was like, oh, I don't think so. He did not need to respond to that. Yeah. But again, that's what I mean though. Like, they're like, they have not written Luther in any way, they've written him to be a character that you heartily dislike I think. or at the very least think he's an idiot well yeah yeah but yeah should I tell you my own problem with this fight scene yeah you haven't seen Across the Universe but I might have shown you bits on YouTube but there's a bit anyway in that where they're on at the bowling alley uh, just seeing the and they go that way so they slide down the bowling alley like um, so the person at the front nearest the camera is like to the left so they're like almost like a diagonal across the thing and when they ran off and they're running down the spotting on so I wanted them to slide down it. Mm, yeah. Like, woo! I thought it'd have been really cool. That's something I just because I enjoy that. Also, how does Luther manage to get under the pins? Because like clouds barely fits, and Luther's a huge man. Yeah. But I don't, is that how bowling lanes work? Oh yeah. Would you be able to escape through Yeah, yeah, because you have to have someone to be able to get in. They have a space for you to, like an access shaft because you have to repair it and do whatever. Guess like so. where that would then lead to, I don't know because I assume that it still just leads to an, an exit door that you would have to use normally or whatever. Mm. But yeah, I, w- I kind of actually no, I think it was the perfect length of time that scene. I do too. So five was not in that scene because he's gone off to see the handler. I tell you what, I have expected to be in a bloody underwear in this scene when uh, he goes in. I've been waiting for you. She's creepy. Man, he's a child. Yeah, well, he's, a, he's, he's an, an adult, man. but he's in the body very much of a child. Mm. And she does refer to like his cute little shorts or something. Yeah, and she's, and she's even on the bed when he goes in. Uh, so how long do you think it has been for her? Because he says it's been three know. days or whatever. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of one of these things that's going to come up in season two. Long enough that there have been changes. I think mm. maybe years. She also references her superiors. Yeah. So we know she ain't the top dog. Mm-hmm. But we kind of get that from a name, right? Yeah. The handler is somebody who handles the agents, not the person in charge. Yeah, definitely. She'd be called the director or something if she was in charge. Yeah. So who's funding them? I don't know. It's, it, 
I have so many questions about the commission. But yeah, I, like you say, I think there will be a lot that will come out in season two. Although, you know, maybe not because it's going to be, the focus will probably be more on, on what's, what's different, right? Yeah. I also found it, it sort of irked me when she was like, oh, you know, whatever, whatever will happen will happen, case sera, sera. And I know Five is like, that's bullshit. But do you think that's really a part of like her philosophy? Because their whole, I know that their thing is preserving the timeline that so that what, what happens will happen, yeah. but then it's not what would happen. We've had this conversation before, like, are you preserving the timeline if you change the timeline? Yeah. I just, it, it, it my brain can't do it. A lot of weird stuff when you come to time. Yeah. Now that you've seen it, but people who've seen the most recent Avengers film, that's a lot of timey-wimey stuff oh. in it, and it's always like, and it's still like, what do you, why is that, what do you mean? And so on. Mm. I only had one other note on this scene, which was just, is she going to neck both of those glasses of shampers? <laughs> now he's gone, she's like, pour them both? Yeah, why not? Way! She, she, she has a champagne shower. <laughs> she's just been sitting there since, like, since she got to the to the, the bird sanctuary place, and she's been, like, drinking and eating, and she's, like, absolutely smashed. That's why she was being so weird with five. Come on in, five, and what is fine? <laughs> Oh, man, and then this scene, we're back with Norbert and Co. Uh, Do you honestly think she's going to listen? Yeah, maybe, man. I get, what, I get what you're doing here. She looks like she's going to cause the end of the world and that, yeah? Fine. But the fact is, your method has not worked so far. It has actually made things worse. Mm-hmm. I was annoyed that all the other boys were kind of on her side at this point. Of course they are. It's boys together. Boys, okay. are, boys will be boys. I wrote, OMG, boys, shut up and listen to Alison. She'll thank us later. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, interesting little note. They also don't... The Klaus, Klaus is also arguably the, the most effeminate of the men. Mm-hmm. And the one, therefore, is most easily disregarded by them. Yep. Again, it's about the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying. Fuck the patriarchy. And I had a thought watching this, which is probably a pretty obvious thing, but... So, we, we like, the first thing that we go to is, like, we see the orchestra playing, Vanya there and stuff. yeah. She, and I was like, because I said this, you know, she just wants to play and be seen, and mm-hmm. do her thing. But I think, like, more than that, she wants to be, she wants to be part of a group and be an important and valued part of a group and, like, yeah. working together to do something because she never had that when all the others do. And with an, in an orchestra, that's what you have. Yeah. You Like, everyone is working together. If she's the, she's the principal, principal violinist or whatever it's called. All she wants is to be included and be valued. Just let her have it. Oh, listen, it's me even shrugging in annoyance at the way they are. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, they think she's going to end the world. That's, that's what I mean. Like, I can see the kind of, like, situation here. They're like, oh, mum, have to stop her. She's going to end the world. But your methods have not worked up to now. Why not try talking to her? Like, do you think she knows she's ending the world? Have you ever thought about me talking to her? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway... Yeah, exactly. She's not going in there, like, I don't think. Yeah, she's not think? going in there being like, I'm going to tear the fucking world do you, down. Do you think she planned it? She's just like, do you know what? I've been practising for this really hard. I've been working literally all my life, playing the violin. Finally got this. Finally going to be the main Alison part of this does. concert. That's why she's like, nah, leave it be. We'll get on to that. Anyway, hotel. Mm-hmm. Hazel turns up. I, I don't really have much to say about it other than uh, he straight up shoots her in the head. Yeah. No, he talks to a thingy, doesn't he? Agnes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
He says everyone She's has like, a past. She's like, oh, I thought you were the... Oh, sorry. Referencing backwards. The hand is like, I thought you were the smell. Yeah, he is. It's where he shoots you in the head. Exactly. I love it because she's mid-sentence and he's just like, no. Fuck he's, you. Got, he's got no time for cha cha. He's got no time for the hand anymore. He's found the woman he loves. Let's go eat donuts and chill the fuck out. Because she takes for granted that he is going to be like cha Like, there is all this emphasis on the whole thing of the commission being do what you're told. Yeah. Like, even that, you know, going back to that saying, she says, which... It's yeah. problematic, but um, it's it's the the, the eggs do, think they're smart, smarter than the chickens. Yeah, and y- yeah, you do what you're told, um, which is the thing that she is unaware that Hazel has been Unhappy questioning time, and yeah. doubtful about this whole time. So I say this whole time has been eight days, but possibly longer. Well, he's clearly been annoyed at the yeah. company for longer. Yeah, but he was given a way out in the last eight days. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, she just really underestimated that. Do you think she's dead? Uh, it's a difficult one. I was thinking this because technically the commission would potentially live outside of mm. the timeline. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they could go back in time to before she was shot, then she would exist. Mm. But at the same time, they seem to live outside of normal time, so maybe not. Yeah. Time, 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 time. Time, time, time. Uh, yeah. So I also thought, God, that tape over Agnes has been on her a long time. It must have really hurt when you ripped it off, but she didn't flinch. But well, Agnes has got a dark past. She has. She clearly does. Everyone has a past. She must have a dark past. I must know it. Tell me now. Spin off. Seriously, like, she honestly. Used, oh, maybe shame. she likes Sweeney Todd, but with donuts. <gasps> oh, my God. Do you think she, like, pretended to be, like, a chatty hairdresser and then was like, I don't know. I'm chatty. Pour on coffee, and when there was one person, the last person in the diner, she'd like... She'd seduce them. No, she'd just turn it <laughs> around, and she'd be like... Whoosh. And then put them into her donuts. Yeah. Is that why Hazel loves them so much? And that's why now she's like, no, I want to go into vegan donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she actually means donuts made of vegans. Yeah, exactly. Mm. See, she's the best character. So much room there for her past. <clears throat> and then, obviously, we they have their little moment, and we cut away to the, the briefcase in the vent. Yeah. Which uh, Hazel referenced earlier that they that he and Charcha didn't have and obviously the handle was going to screw him over. So where did he lose the suitcase originally? Where did he lose it? Yeah, he left it in a vent. Yeah, 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 yeah. All comes full circle. It does. Shall we go to the theatre? Let's go to the theatre. Okay, I have a question which actually probably could have been applied to the previous one. Okay. How did they all just walk into the venue? I mean, they had tickets, but I don't think they were aware that they had tickets on the uh, on the door. Uh, Why didn't again, the usher stop Alison from just walking down the middle of the aisle? Because he saw a lady who's clearly had a damage to her throat door and he was probably ringing the police. <laughs> like, this woman just come in here, she pushed past me, she's not saying anything, she appears to maybe have got out from the hospital because she's got a big damage thing on her, like a patch on her throat. Or maybe they were just like, oh, it's Alison Hargreaves. Maybe. Um, Who knows, man? They get backstage and everything. But, um... Yeah, this scene you referenced earlier, she sees Vanya playing and she is obviously like like really proud of her. Yeah. And really happy for her and she smiles and they make eye contact and they have this moment of connection and it is everything. And then blah 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 I'm a man, blah 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 fucking runs in, gets his ass handed to him, goes flying across, everything goes to shit. 
And then like, and then there's the bit that annoyed me where like fucking Alison's there and he's like, we're fine, thanks for asking. One, she can't speak, bro. Yeah. That's one thing there. Two, you brought this on yourself. It was under control and then you ran in and you did it to yourself. Which... Fucking India. She communicates all of in her great eye rolls and her angry looks at the boys. Sadly, another theme of the show pops in long after that. Where the temps turn up. Mm-hmm. You know, five turns of action and the temps turn up, I think. But then it's like, where's Klaus? And he's played right into their expectations. Or not. And I was thinking like this, like when you set they, they set their expectations very low for certain characters and people play into those expectations. Mm. Yeah. They expect Vanya to be ordinary, so she was ordinary for a long time until something extraordinary happened. And then they expect her to end the world. <laughs> yeah, and then that happens. They you know, Klaus they expect Klaus to be an idiot, so he he does it. If they brought him with him, he wouldn't have gone off a hot dog, would he? Yeah. Also Cha Cha is still alive somehow. <laughs> what is she even doing at this point? What's holding her together? I don't know. Um, yeah, we have this big fight scene, which is quite a good fight scene, right? Do you think it's a good fight scene? I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's good. It lacked the fun music of previous fight scenes, but it was a good fight scene. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed how class just ran in and was like, Cha-Cha, it's Cha-Cha! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when all this other, like, shit is going on. Have you got anything else to say before class is Power Fist? No. So mm, I've got I, things to say after Power Fist or I during have, Power Fist. I mainly have things to say about Power Fist. Well, actually, no. I've sort of separated. That was your Power Fist. Power Fist. Yeah, Power Fist. Um, <laughs> so, like we were saying before, I, he's not really aware of like how this power works. What it's like, it's like it happens to him. Yeah. Which is a thing. I think like it's the same with Vanya. It's the same, or it has been like. To an extent, it was a, a similar sort of thing with Ben. Like, he was never really able to... I don't know. Like, he, he sort of unleashed a monster. and the monster Which you kind of see here, right? We finally yeah. see Ben's power. So Ben's thing was always kind of that he was the one who was able to take on, like, multiple ones. So Five is like, we're screwed. Because there's, like, loads of them. They're all, like, highly trained. And sure, like, they could take them on. But they would have a lot of difficulty because there's so many of them. So Klaus saves the day by basically bringing Ben back into being, sort of, and... Um, makes him corporeal. Makes him corporeal, lets him use his power. Because, yeah, referencing back to, like, that first episode, the bank robbery, like, there's a room full of yeah. of people, and it's Ben who has to go in and deal with them. When Alison's telling Claire the story, she's like, oh, your Uncle Ben took six of them at once, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he does the same thing here, and just... Ties people apart. Deals with it all. And then everyone else can... There's power he never felt comfortable doing and he's now being forced to exactly. use Exactly. I was like, oh, poor Ben. But, so Klaus is kind of the only... Klaus slash Ben, together, are the only ones who can stop them from being screwed at this point. Yeah, that face you just pulled was my thing here as well, where Klaus is like, now who's the lookout? And I was like, kind of saw you. You're basically Ben's butler. <laughs> like, can I bring you into being, sir? Thank you. Please <laughs> deal with them. And away. <laughs> Like, he's not got, like, does he have to, like, collect, does he have to collect ghosts now, like Ash collects Pokemon? <laughs> yeah. So he can he can uh, use the one with the right power at the right exactly. time. But it's nice as well that they, because we kind of forget that the others don't know Ben's there or can't see Ben yeah, every yeah. time we do. Well, they seem to give a shit when they see him. No, they don't. They're just like, it's him, it's Ben. But oh, I guess ben, they yeah, haven't yeah. seen him for... I'd be like, oh, fuck, a fucking ghost is in the room. Yeah. Exactly. He's killing people. Like, I guess they've got other thing. things on their mind. It's all a big culmination of craziness. But yeah. We get the... I 
can't remember what the transition is because it's like such a character fight scene, but there's Vanya's using her power. Changes the colour of her suit. How does that happen? Changes the colour of her suit and her violin. I know. How does that happen? Because let's, let's go back. If, if her power is like she turns sound into energy, what sound is and energy is going on here? To be fair, that's what we get from Leonard. I know. From Hargreaves' notes. So there's, so there's more... I don't, like I don't. We don't have a clear understanding of what her power. I know, is but it's still. a bit mad, isn't it? It is, yeah. I don't know why it would do that. I liked when they try and rush her. Yeah. Vanya's power echoes Ben's in a weird way. Mm. Like she picks them up in the same way that he was picking people. So. What do you think is happening to them when she's doing that? I don't know. I was looking. It's like she's draining all their life energy. Maybe yeah. she can just drain all sorts of energy. Yeah. And she's draining. That's like the color draining out of her suit. <gasps> Oh, yeah. Yeah, colour energy. <laughs> but then that kind of doesn't quite work then, because then we have, like, Alison manages to get behind her, mm. the gun to her head, echoing Diego in the comics, I believe. In the comics, I think she actually just gets shot in the head. It's, it's Alison who does it, though, isn't it? In the comics? Yeah. Oh, maybe it is. I think Alison shoots her in the head. And so in this, it looks like that's what's going to happen. And then... But they change it, but she deafens her with the she gun She makes instead. the choice. She makes a choice to not kill her. That's very important. But still, she deafens her. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. So then it is sound that's the important bit. It's the bit that it's the bit through which she is able to do other things. Okay, but not the tentacles that absorb life energy from people. Well, it's not really tentacles. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm saying. Is, also, does that mean that she can only convert sound energy if she can hear it? Yes, that was she the whole point. She can't like just absorb because sound is just pressure waves. She can't just absorb pressure waves. I don't think so. But regardless, like I think it's not just that. I think it's also the shock of it. Yeah, and, it breaks the concentration, been, yeah. isn't it? And also the whole thing of like letting Alison come up behind her. I think it's like when she slit her throat. Like one, she's got a special sister bond connection with Alison, and two, I don't think she wants at least the Vanya part of her. She doesn't want to like hurt anyone yeah, or yeah, destroy the world or whatever. Like I think part of it is just like I think she could have been like, yeah, I know you're there, but. True, I she think there's something there. Um, anyway, that stops it, right? Yeah. Does that stop? Does that? Does it, no, it doesn't stop well, it. it. It doesn't. It causes the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I got my note here. It's like, would she have just controlled her power and got on with life if they, if left alone? Yes. Oh, she did some bad shit in that house. I I understand. She killed lots of people. Did she? Yeah. She killed Pogo. She killed Pogo. She and Grace. killed Grace. If she isn't backed up. She killed that man in the car. We don't know that. She damaged him. Okay, she's damaged that man in the car. And then... Actually, yeah. I don't know if anything she's actually happened She's killed less people than Luther. Luther was chucking bowling balls at people's heads. <laughs> More people die from being hit on the head with Luther throwing bowling balls than are attacked by sharks. Yes! <laughs> you know, like that fact of like... Yeah. More people die from being hit on the head with coconuts. Yeah. Than by but it is, man. Luther's more dangerous than Vanya. Yeah. Which is maybe a big point of it here. She causes a lot of chaos and damage. She doesn't actually kill many people. Oh, she's just acting out. <laughs> she might have killed a bunch of nannies. Yeah, she did kill a bunch of nannies. But, um, you know, she wasn't really. Do you know my last note of the Umbrella Academy series? The last thing I wrote down. Yeah. It was indeed the moon in the end. <laughs> Luther, you were right all along. You should have stayed up there and watched for threats. That's weirdly quite poetic at the end where I've written. My last note is, it was indeed the moon in the end. Yeah. It was that being like the end of like a short story. And <laughs> it was indeed the moon in the end. 
don't know what the short story was, but... Yeah, I would like you to write that short story. The um, story of how Luther lost his pants. Sorry? It's the Is moon. it a children's story? It's the moon. Oh, the moon. <laughs> I understand. That's why Luther's actually really into butts. Is that like, it's maybe the moon. Mm. Oh, God. But yeah, I mean, my thoughts during this whole thing were basically like, they're all laughing idiots, apart from Alison. And I also found it really sad that they were like, oh, we'll surround her. Because they're doing that to attack her. Mm. Whereas what they could have done is embraced her as a family. Yes. And surrounded her with love. But hey, who am I to judge? And also, okay, so the whole end of the world thing. She, like, this, she hits the world, he, she hits the moon with this crazy energy. Mm-hmm. Just, what? <laughs> Yeah. What? And then... She, she she saw, what's it called in Pokemon? Solar Beam. Yeah. She okay. solar beams the moon. She's taking in sunlight. Okay, so I enjoyed how one Luther is like, we did it. We saved the world. To which I kind of feel like you've... I feel like we've been here before, you know? I feel like I've heard you say that before, Luther. Maybe you should pay more attention. Uh, also, you're an idiot. Also, you didn't save the world. If if anyway, if that was what had happened, because you were just fucking it up, and the most important thing, while all this is going on, we have to remember they are still, in fact, wearing bowling shoes. Yes, <laughs> which is great. It's just, and I think I I noticed it mainly when like five standing there and you see his little bowling shoes on. And I'm like, oh yeah. great! Can you imagine if you saved the world in bowling shoes? But yeah, so. Five comes up with a solution. They're going to travel back in time. I like that they included Ben. They're like, is Ben on board? Yeah, yeah, he's on board. They're going to bring dead ghost Ben. Sure, don't know how that's going to work, but okay. That's the question we had before. Like, does he go with the the past with him and stuff? Like, was he in... um, Maybe he didn't go to the past with him because Mm. he had to join him this time. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're like, what's the worst that can happen? Well, 58-year-old man inside a child's body. Do you think that's what's... (gasps) What? If they travel back to before Ben died, does that mean Ben won't be dead? <gasps> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I have no idea where it's going to go. Do you reckon we'll find out what happened to Ben in season two? These are all simple <clears> questions. <throat> I apologise. There's so many questions. So well, few answers. Episode 11 of Broly Hoodies. Yeah. Let's just pick up on this bit where they were talking about whether or not they should bring Vanya with them. I know what they mean, like, should we, like, bring her back in case she wakes up and, like, destroys the world at an earlier point? Yeah. But still, nah, man, sort yourself out. But also, why are you talking about fixing her, Five? Yeah. That, that was... No, well, maybe that, that's fair, though, to a certain degree. Maybe it's, like, she's undergone trauma. By fixing, I mean therapy. Yeah, but you can't talk about fixing someone. I know. But she's a bit broken, right? Oh. She's broken a little bit. Like, her eyes have gone weird. <laughs> Like, her eyes have gone weird. She's a bit broken. <laughs> like, all the colour has drained from her body and her eyes have gone weird and she's changing the colour of outfits. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, nah, she needs just a bit of help. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I take issue with that language. I do. But he's not known for being correct, is he? No, he's not. He's terrible. He also really... <laughs> Five looks like he's doing a poo. <laughs> 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 yeah, serious shade in that face. Um, so then all these like moon rocks are hitting the air. See, so like Hazel and Agnes, Hazel got the case. They vanished before the fire hits, and I'm so happy. But then what about poor like 
The two police officers. Beeman and the other one who's reading... What's his name? Uh, Cheese. No, Cheddar. Cheddar. <laughs> He's reading the magazine about Alison. Yeah, well, why, why she was Cheddar died? He was such a, like a... Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe he's gonna. It's just it's just to show the other people, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. But maybe there, maybe he, there's gonna be something in that. Maybe I doubt it. Um, and they all turn. They they're all young again. It's the child actors. True. Do you think that they are then gonna do like there's the same thing that happened to Five gonna happen? No, not in the slightest. I think they're just showing it as they transition, and then I think the idea is you should pop back to your not like to your current age. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think they specifically go to that age though? That's how far back they're going. Mm. That's how far back. And then are they going back? But then they're going back as themselves, right? So their yeah. their child selves will be. I don't know. It's a very good question because, yeah, I don't know. Well. I like, I don't know. These are all things we have to wait. We have found out that the first episode of season two is called "Right Back Where We Started." Fire a cheeky little Instagram post. Yeah. Um, of the script. So yeah, I mean, but but, but what does that mean? Let's save this for our summary episode. Yeah. Okay. And let's summarize this episode. Which also, by the way, ended with Gerard Way's cover of uh, Case Shaker Hunter, Feet Ray Toro. Anyway, how do you rate this episode? Um, it wasn't my favourite of the no. series, but I did like it. It was problematic okay. in many places yeah. for various reasons. Okay, but I liked it. I don't know. I think it was like it was in the. I don't think it was a bad episode. For me, it was a middle. Mm. It wasn't a bad episode. Like there's bits I was just like, I don't know. It felt at times like. I think it felt a bit slow at times, weirdly. There wasn't a lot happening for some bits of it. Like, there was, again, a bit like... I don't know. Like, there was a couple of bits where they were tying off loose ends that I was a bit bored. Like, the handles. But it's to lead into things. Maybe maybe these are things which will be less annoying once I've watched season two. There's sometimes when these things happen where I'm a bit like... I think it's... I, I, I very rarely think that a finale like this is a... Where it's kind of like wrapping everything off and then starting a new bit. Doesn't really often do much for me. I don't know. It wasn't bad, but it's interesting, right? Because I think like the whole, like the big plot thing is this: is the ending world, apocalypse, orchestra, Vanya, crazy power. And I don't know if it's because we've known that that's like the big plot thing or not, but it hasn't felt like that has been the main. Like it's kind of felt like. A, like an ex like a like a background not a background thing but I don't know it hasn't felt like the kind of main centerpiece yeah does that make sense I think yeah I think I think maybe the the I think it was an anticlimactic end of the world in a lot of ways mm. I think it was interesting like how maybe like some of the different ways in which that came about etc but I think that for me to a certain degree it was a bit like yeah yeah I don't know it faded out a little bit for me rather than it. Like, there was no twist. It felt like the twist, like, the twist basically kind of came in episode 9, episode 10 was almost like, like you could have almost done episode 9, episode 10 as like a dub, as a, as a longer episode and kept the momentum going through it. Mm. I don't know. It was a middle one for me. Okay. So, with that. Not quite the end, 
but it kind of is. Yeah. Keep an eye out. We will be back for season two in a year. But before that, yeah, I think we, we'll do a, a bit of a summary We'll do a summary. We'll, we'll still be active on that social media. As we're not do, watching, a, watching another episode, we don't have another episode to watch. We're not going to be doing a commentary on it because it doesn't exist yet. So we will not be sticking to our attempted regular schedule. However, if you keep an eye on our social medias and subscribe to our podcast, you will see when we do release an exciting new episode, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brolly Buddies. And you can also email us at brollybuddies at gmail.com. If you have got theories about any of the things that we've discussed in this episode, get it into us. Send it over and we will chat about it in episode 11. No, episode 11. Should we call it episode 11? We're going to have to call it something else, aren't we? The oh, summary. No. Season 1 something. Look back. <laughs> look back. Don't look back in anger. Don't look back in anger, Luther. <laughs> Send us in your thoughts and we'll chat about them next time. Yes. And until then. Ta ta for now. Ciao. Wait, that's not what, what? I say. Bye! Bye! <laughs>